Thanks for being a house of the Lord this afternoon. Just welcome each and every one. Welcome those watching on the live stream. We welcome you today. Hallelujah. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord again. Give praise and glory and honor due the name of Jesus. So make some announcements this morning, and we'll get to the birthdays just like we have some this week. So on today, Sister Autumn Lane has a birthday. So let's give Sister Woo! Autumn. Shh, not too loud. Shh, not too loud. Don't pay attention. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Bless her today on Tuesday. Brother Bobby has a birthday. So let's give Brother Bobby a hand clap. Happy birthday, Brother Bobby. May the Lord richly bless you, Brother Bobby, on your birthday. Hallelujah. So thankful for Brother Bobby. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. And then on Wednesday. Don't see him at the moment, but uh, Brother Brandon has a birthday. So we're thankful for Brother Brandon. So all the birthdays this week. And then on Saturday is the quarterly fellowship meeting, 5 o'clock, Bible Center Assembly. Uh, Pastor would like to know if anyone does want to ride uh, in the church van up there that we will meet here at 3.30 on Saturday uh, in order to do so it's because it starts at 5.00. But you need to let Pastor know he's uh, not going to make plans to take the van if no one's interested in the transportation. So let him know no later than Wednesday. Make the commitment uh, if you want to ride in a church van uh, up there to uh, Bowling Green's Bible Center Assembly for the fellowship meeting. It starts at 5. Let him know no later than Wednesday, and he very much will do that. It's no problem at all to uh, take anyone up there through the transportation. So. Remember that coming up Saturday, and then, of course, on Wednesday is our Bible study at 7 p.m. Remember that? we uh, pastor started um, a new study this past Wednesday on angels, uh, and it was really good, and so we're looking forward to that, getting uh, deeper into the study about angels all around. So remember that on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Be, be here if any way possible. Uh, be here in service time with us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Announcements for today. Praise the name of the Lord. So we will go to our devotion this morning. Our devotion is going to be from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, and we'll read one verse, verse 10 there. This uh, passage of Isaiah 61, uh, if you recall, uh, Jesus in Nazareth went to the synagogue and he he uh, stood up to read, and they gave him the book of Isaiah, uh, you know, scriptures, and Jesus found this place uh, in Isaiah, and this is what he read uh, to them. He sat back down and told them that in this scripture was fulfilled in their hearing in that day as he sat down, and he began to teach them and, and speak to them, and of course, by the time that he was done, they were ready to carry him outside of town and throw him off a cliff. They were so upset with him at that point. But that, that did not happen, of course. But uh, I want to read to you Isaiah 61 and verse 10. He says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself, with her jewels. And we know that on the uh, wedding day, the bride and groom, they get 
dressed up. It's their special day. All eyes are on them. Everyone's looking at them and how uh, how it's their special day and how they look just, you know, so perfect, if you will, and how they dress and how they're adorned. And as I read these verses, it's exactly how that God can look at us through Christ Jesus because he has clothed us with the salvation. He has put on that robe of righteousness. We're filthy other than that robe of righteousness that Jesus puts on us. Hallelujah. When we uh, go down in that watery grave and are baptized, I'm so thankful for today that I have that robe of righteousness in Christ Jesus because I can't. God cannot look upon me without that. Hallelujah. I'm not worthy without that. I thank the Lord for Jesus today. I thank the Lord that he had put that robe of righteousness on me. I'm right in the sight of God today because of what Jesus has done for me. That gives me motivation to praise him. That makes me want to worship him today and give him praise and glory because without without what he did for us on the cross, there's no hope for me otherwise. It's just plain and simple fact. There's no hope for me otherwise. So I'm so thankful for him today. I have cause to worship him today. I'm not going to be silent today. I'm not going to sit back and hold back today. I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to give him glory today. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. We need to praise the Lord today. We need to worship him with an uplifted voice today. We need to let him have his way in this place today. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. The Lord wants to move in someone's life in this place today. It's time that we don't just come and be complacent anymore and just do a song or two and then have pastor come and give us a word and give us some encouragement and go on our way. We need to let the Lord have his way today. Has he not done something for you today? Let's stand and worship the Lord as a praise team come and let the Lord have his way today. Hallelujah. Glory to the name.
Shout out your praise. 
shout out your
Savior. The battle's almost won. The trumpet will be sounded for the coming of the sun. I'm going to lay my armor down, pick up my robe and crown. Then I'll walk the streets of gold with my Lord. Oh, yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Serve him till I die, and I'm on the battlefield for my life. 
think time. about that now. Pick up our Roman crown yeah. and we'll walk the streets of gold with the Lord. Oh, yes, we're on, on the battlefield for my Lord. felt like you've been on a battlefield. We're on a battlefield for our Lord. And we promised him we'd serve him. Hallelujah. Till he comes and calls us home. Hallelujah. So this battlefield we're on, it ain't going to be pleasant. It ain't going to be fun. Hallelujah. But greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world today. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, out there in the world. Every day of our lives, we're in this battle. We're taking on rounds. The devil's shot. He's shooting his fiery darts at the children of God each and every day. Even while you're in your sleep, he's trying to get to you. He's trying to get you down. But we're on a battlefield for our Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to serve him till we die. We're going to praise him. We're going to glorify his name. Hallelujah. Woo, God, hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't care what you're going through today. I don't care what the problem or situation is today. But Jesus is here and he is mightily able to meet you at your need. To take care of that situation, whether it's health, whether it's finances, whatever the problem is. Most importantly, the devil, that punk, the devil, that keeps shooting and fiery dots at you, that's trying to take you out, that's trying to condemn you, that's trying to convince you to give up and quit on God. Well, Jesus is never going to quit on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He will stick closer to you than a brother will. Hallelujah. I praise the Lord. I glorify the name of the Lord today. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, God is let's good. give the Lord another hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Woo, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Sister Wanda, I told you he was going to be acting up today. Can't take her nowhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, you're right, baby. We need separated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't care what the devil tries to do to us, what he tries to put on us, what he tries to convince us of, talk us out of. Hallelujah. It is great to be in the house of the Lord and let the Lord have his way. But you know what it takes is just us 
getting out of our comfort zone, getting out of that moan, that uh, mindset, Brother Chase, that we need that we need to sit back and not worship. You know, we we've got to get out of that mindset. We've got the Lord to have His way. Jesus is is wanting to see at people that's willing to stand up and stand out with Him. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to do some worship. We ain't done with the worship yet. Hallelujah. So if, if you sat tight, don't worry. You can have your chance in just a minute. Praise the Lord. We're going to ask the blessing of our tithes and offering for the week. So thankful for the provision of the Lord. Hallelujah. And what He gives to us that we can further His kingdom. Hallelujah. That's what He gives to us to further His kingdom. Hallelujah and be a blessing to his kingdom and, and brotherhood. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your provision that you give. And, Lord, as we receive this tithing offering for this week, we just ask the blessing upon it and to go for the furthest of your kingdom, Heavenly Father, and that all praise and glory come back to your name, the mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. amen. God bless you as you give this morning. Hallelujah. Well, I'm trading my sorrow, I'm trading my shame. Say yes to Jesus today. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. 
say yes to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. I just can't get this impression off of me today that the Lord is wanting to move mightily in someone's life this morning. Hallelujah. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't push it off on the side. The Lord is wanting to move mine in someone's life today. Hallelujah. So whatever it is, if, it, if there's a sickness that is upon you and you want to lay it aside today, lay it aside today. Let the Lord touch it. This baptismal pool is clean and warm, ready to go. We'll dunk you under till the last bubble comes up. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hold we'll you under all the bubbles stop coming out. <laughs> oh, yes. But just let the Lord have his way today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the name. Sister Jay Lee missed out on uh, getting to sing last Sunday, so we're going to have her come up today and, and do the song for us this afternoon. So let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as she comes in. Let's worship the Lord as she sings today. something to rejoice about.
stranger to the prison I've worn shackles and chains But I've been freed and forgiven I'm not going back I'll never be the same That's why I sing Oh, my hope is in Jesus Thank God my yesterday Yes, Lord glad that your yesterday is gone, hallelujah, and been forgiven, hallelujah, amen, 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 hallelujah, glory to the name of the Lord, so thankful for the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, my yesterday is gone, I ain't going back, because I've never been the same since he come into my heart and made that difference in my life, it was something so real and so wonderful, no one had ever changed my mind, hallelujah. That's why I'm going to go on and do my best to serve him, hallelujah, and gain strength each and every day, even on those days that I feel like giving up, even on those days where I'm crying, Lord, I'm looking in the clouds, Lord, when are you going to come today? Is it going to be today, Lord? Hallelujah, because sometimes you just get so tired, hallelujah. But how many know Jesus, hallelujah, Woo! he'll make it worth it all, hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Well, we're going to change the order of service, get Pastor on up here. Hey, do y'all know what uh, the German people over in, you know, in Germany, what they call a uh, pastor over in their country? A German shepherd. <laughs> yes. Now that we got your attention, let's stand, do a meet and greet, dismiss for Children's Church. Hallelujah. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. Oh, there's nothing I like better than God's people getting together. It's so good just being here again. Hallelujah. It feels so
Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise while we make our way back to our seat. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. God's good. And all the time, give him one more hand clap of praise. The worship today has been uh, fantastic. The Spirit of the Lord just moved in. See, what happens when you forget them is a proof that we shouldn't forget all them old songs. Amen? I mean, there's there's some great new songs, and some churches seem like they don't spend no time on just trying to keep up with all the newest coming out. But I'm going to tell you something. There's some old hymns back there, like the one we sung a while ago, I'm on the battlefield. That, those kind of songs have kept this church rolling. I ain't talking about this congregation. I'm talking about the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hundreds of thousands have been healed. People have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And um, we're definitely on the battlefield. Hallelujah. Uh, if you don't feel like you're fighting a warfare in your life, amen, you need to check again in your relationship with the Lord. Amen, because uh, the devil is really battling, and he knows he don't have but a short time, the Bible says. Hallelujah. But um, uh, as Ronnie said, uh, God, I don't feel like God's through yet. And uh, everything today, those of you watching online, uh, from repentance for the first time, Maybe you backslid or prodigal, you need to come back to God. Uh, maybe you need to follow the Lord uh, in, in, in water baptism. 
why would you want to put anything off like that? Why? It don't make sense. Amen. That's how come we try to now we try to keep our pool ready all the time. Amen. You you because look around, folks. Man, the uh, the world is so wicked, and there's so much hatred in the world, and lives are being taken every day. People are being shot every day in this town, and I can remember when it wasn't that way. Uh, and um, it pays to be ready to meet the Lord, make your calling election sure. Maybe there's some healings that needs to transpire. We definitely want um, in a little bit to know at least one prayer clause so um, we can send it home for Brother Brother Randy. Uh, Brother uh, Kyle mentioned thought we, we sh- uh, could do that. So uh, everybody make sure, remind me that I don't forget that because we want to we do that. But we're going to get into the word of the Lord right now just to see what the Lord uh, will speak to us from his word. And I want to take your uh, attention back in the Old Testament to the book of Joshua. And I'm only going to read one verse to begin with, our opening text. Joshua chapter 22 and verse uh, number 34. Joshua chapter 22 and verse number 34. The children of Reuben and the children of Gad called the altar witness, for it is a witness between us that the Lord is God. I want to read that again, and I want to specifically call your attention to that word witness. The children of Reuben and the children of Gad called the altar witness. For it is a witness between us that the Lord is God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for this service that we've experienced already. But now, Lord, we turn to your word. And your word is the most important part because it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. And I'm asking that you use your word today that you will encourage us by your word, that you will lift us up, that you correct us if need be through your word because it is everything that we need today. Bless right now and open every heart, those that are here and those that are watching online. In Jesus' holy, mighty name, let the church say, God bless you and you can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you on a topic uh, today. It's really a question I want to ask. What witness do you have that the Lord is your God? Let that kind of seek in. The Lord has been dealing with me about this for uh, a few weeks. What witness do you have that the Lord is your God? Now, I need to give you some background here and bear with me just a moment. 
The scripture text that I have just read in your hearing, it goes back to the days when the Israelites were taking possession of the promised land under the leadership of Joshua. Most of the tribes, you recall there were 12 tribes. Most of the tribes settled on the west side of the Jordan. But the tribes known as Reuben, Gad, and a half of the tribe of Manasseh had made an agreement with Moses before he had died that they could settle the land on the east of the Jordan provided they cross over the Jordan with their brethren armed and ready to fight in order to help the other tribes take possession of their land. Now, when you read up on this, you find out that the land on the east side of Jordan uh, was really better for the type of cattle and things that they had. And rather than cross over the Jordan into actually the land of, of Canaan, they said they wanted to stay on the far side. And they presented that to Moses, and Moses said, well, that will be fine if y'all want to settle here, but that does not negate the fact that you got an obligation to your brothers. Come on, somebody. He said, for me to grant you this request, when we get ready to cross the Jordan, he said, you've got to go with us armed and ready to fight. How many knows that it's time the body of Christ come together and start fighting for one another instead of fighting against one another? Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you something. This thing ain't just about you. Yes, I appreciate you got struggles and you got battles, but your brother or sister sitting in front of you, behind you, and um, um, uh, beside you, or whatever, they are fighting too. And do you know there's a principle in God's word that we need to not only just fight our own battles, but help fight our brothers and sisters. <laughs> Moses told them, I'll give you what you ask, providing that you cross over. You, can, do, you just can't stay over here and set up shop and stop building your houses over here until the rest of your brothers, like you, amen, win their part of the promised land. Promise land. Folks, we got to realize we're in this thing together. <laughs> well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The devil, listen to the pastor now, the devil could care less what denomination you're in, so why should we? You ever think about that? The devil could care less what denomination you're in, so why should we? Come on now. There were 12 different tribes that made up the whole nation of Israel. You had Reuben, you had Gan, um, uh, and you had Manasseh, you had Judah, and you uh, uh, and uh, uh, 
each and every one of them, amen, but when it come time that needed to be, they knew how to come together, hallelujah, somebody. They knew how to join together to feed one enemy, and we all got that same enemy. And guess what? Your enemy is not me, and my enemy is not you. Amen. The devil, like a roaring lion going around seeking whom he must. We need some lion killers in the house. Hallelujah, not brother killers, not sister killers. We need some line killers. Hmm, thank you, Lord. Now, so they agreed. They said, okay, we'll do that. We'll cross over. Even though we're going to settle on this side, we'll cross over and we'll help you fight. Now, if you study the history of it, it's been seven years had passed since they had first crossed the Jordan and marched around Jericho, these two and a half tribes were headed back to the land that Moses said they could have. It took approximately seven years for the Israelites to take possession of their land God given him them. Amen. To run the enemy out to dis. Seems like the Holy Ghost keeps interjecting something in here that I don't have in my notes. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Sometimes we will sit around and we'll pout and we'll get upset and we'll blame the pastor and we'll blame this one and we'll blame that one. Why we can't walk in all the promises God has given us. Let me tell you something. Just because God has given you a promise don't mean you don't have to fight for it. Come on, somebody. God had promised them. The promised land was theirs. I give it to you. But let me tell you something. There's some people out there, amen, that's squatting on the land God has given you. Are you going to let them stay there? Come on, somebody. I'm preaching now whether you realize it or not. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God has promised some of you some things in your life. Amen. And the reason why you can't begin to walk in it, you let squatter sit on your promise. Run the devil off. Hallelujah. The land was theirs, but enemies had control of it. All of those grapes, all of that produce, and all of those things that they had brought back to see how it was a land flowing with milk and honey, that was great, that was fantastic. But they could not sit under a shade tree sipping lemonade and say, God, bring it to me. God said, you got to go get it. And some of us sitting back waiting for God to lay it in our lap, but it don't work that way. You need something, you want something, you got to press into it. you got to fight for it. Some of you ain't been filled with the Holy Ghost yet. Recently, you don't never ask God for it, and you don't, oh, hallelujah. You're not going to never get it unless you go after it. Hallelujah. Three years ago, Three years ago when my blood pressure was sky high and be taking five medications twice a day and still not putting it under control. Let me tell you something. God told me. He said, this healing is yours. 
But you know what I had to do? There was a meeting coming up. Amen. A rise conference there in Branson. And I had to go. And the reason why, I got sick a day before. Amen. And I discussed this with Darlene. Amen. And others. Amen. And even Brother DJ called me before the meeting. He had heard that I'd been sick. Asked me, was I coming? Amen. I said, I am going there. I said, because God has showed me my healing is there. Hallelujah. I had to heal before I left. The Sunday that I was right here, before I went there, I had my healing. But God said I had to make an effort to, to go get it. Do you hear what I'm telling you? God's got a miracle for you, but you can't sit in your seat. You got to get up and do something. I've seen people seeking for the Holy Ghost, and they they're supposed to be wanting the Holy Ghost, and they're like this. You ain't gonna never get it if you don't open your mouth. Hello, somebody. I think the process is open your mouth and I will fill it. Hallelujah. How in the world am I going to get water in my mouth without it on my mouth? Same thing about the Spirit of God. Same thing about your healing. Oh, hallelujah, goddess. Hmm. Lord, amen. So they had went over there and they had helped fight, but and that. Everybody else had got their land. Here come them two and a half tribes back, going back across the Jordan to the land that they had been promised. And when they got to the Jordan River, before they crossed, it got in some of their mind thinking. She said, you know what? All the rest of our brethren are over here, settled over here in Canaan. Now, we're headed back on the other side, and we're going to be separated. And down in years to come, there, if people may forget that we are living over here, and they might forget, ancestors down the road may forget, that, hey, we're still part of the family. The Lord is still our God. We might not be living in Jerusalem or Bethany. Amen. We might not be living uh, uh, and in the cities around the Sea of Galilee, but we're still one of them. We're still children of God. So we are going to build a great, big, massive altar. And we're going to, not to burn a sacrifice on, because the law stated under Moses that they could only burn sacrifices at one place. And back then, before the tabernacle was built and all that stuff, back then, if you study, it was shallow. That was one of the places. Amen. So they didn't build an altar to build uh, uh, sacrifices on, but they built this great, big, impressive altar, and they put the name on it, Witness. So all could see, everybody who come around, they could see that was a witness that said, hey, we are one of them. Oh, God, help us. 
The Lord is our God. Matter of fact, if you read the story, it caused a little trouble at first. Everybody else, their brothers back in Canaan, heard about them building that great, mass, uh, uh, impressive altar, and they got an arm together. They was going to go back and, and fight them because they, they thought they was disobedient to God and they was doing something uh, to build a, a sacrifice for them. And they explained to them, says, no, we got to have a witness. Then years to come, it won't be forgotten that the Lord is our God. And every time this altar that we have built, people come near it. They're going to see it's going to be a witness that the Lord is our God and that we are still his children. Now, with all that in mind, I think it's necessary that we, the people of God, have a witness to this dark, sinful world that the Lord is our God. It's not sufficient. It's not sufficient for us just to tell people around us, well, the Lord's our God, because talk is cheap and words are a dime a dozen. Come on. We've got to have something, amen, that, that can be viewed, that people can tell. Come on, somebody. Amen. Like the altar the Israelites built was big and impressive. I, the Holy Ghost is speaking right now. Folks, listen to me. Hallelujah. Like that altar that they built. You need a witness to impress this world that the Lord is your God. Amen. And you are one of his children. So what are you witnessing to the world? Amen. You are today. Hallelujah. What, what is your witness? And I'm not talking about, like I said, a testimony. I'm not talking about something, amen, that you just tell somebody. But you've got something impresses enough in your life. Amen. That people can look, hallelujah, to tell Hey, he belongs to the Lord. She belongs to the Lord. Let's, let's move on to this. There's a couple areas I want to deal with. Number one, above and foremost, my life is a witness. The life that I live is a witness to whether or not the Lord is my God. Standing as a witness of God involves both who we are and what we do. In order to be a witness of the Savior, we must strive to be like Him. Amen? This means setting a Christ-like example for others through our conduct in public and by the words we speak, the music we listen to, the service we give, and even the friends we make. I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm sorry, but when you come to Christ, there's some people you used to hang out with that you cannot afford to hang out with no longer. Everything that we do is a witness of one thing or another. 
whether or not the Lord is our God or you've got some other kind of God. Oh, let me stop again. This whole thing so far, the Holy Spirit has been putting things in my spirit that I don't even have in my, in my notes. Let's, let's talk about, do you know what a witness is? Do you know what it means to be a witness? A witness, as I said, is not just you going out and handing somebody a Bible track or, or just talking to somebody. But now, I don't know about the Old Testament. I haven't looked it up in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, when it talks about witness and then all the way even to Revelation, it calls Jesus uh, uh, that uh, that perfect witness. Uh, I challenge you to go to that scripture and look it up in the original, in the Greek, and you're going to find the word that where we get the English word martyr. The Greek word for witness is martetos. Jesus was the perfect witness because he became a martyr. In other words, in becoming a martyr means you give up your life for something or someone. And Jesus was your witness because he gave up his life for you. Wow. That's heavy. That's heavy. So that word witness is where we get our word martyr. Somebody's a martyr. So folks, for us to be a, we can really say, how can we say that our life is a witness of Christ when we ain't gave ourselves up yet? When we ain't laid ourselves down on an altar and sacrificed my wants, my dreams, my wishes, mm-hmm, Come on now, glory to his name. Have you martyred yourself for Jesus? See, that's the problem right now. That's the problem right now. Our old ones that's been here, been along with them, brother, brother Bobby and Sister Linda, we're uh, going back a long, long time, and they will realize that from the old place over there, years ago between myself Brother Hale, when he was able to do it, Brother Wayne uh, George, even Brother uh, Pat Grogan, we a lot of our records got run in the fire, but I've still got a, a few old ones back there um, uh, that we have. But this assembly right here, down through all these years, including up to the, the time we've been right here, we have baptized just as many people in Nashville, Tennessee, than any other church in Nashville, Tennessee. But where are they at? You see, they didn't get martyred. That's what it is. Now, I realize if the Lord don't come back, that pretty sooner or later this old body's going to die, and they're going to put me in the ground. But, uh, <laughs> you try to, and I don't have no problem with that. I, I don't. I really don't have no problem with that because I know 
to be absent from the body. Hmm? But let me tell you what I do have a problem. You come trying to bury me and throw dirt on my face while I'm still breathing, you got a fight on your hands. Ain't no way I'm going to stay in that ground and get covered up if I ain't dead, huh? And that's how come a lot of people, they're buried, and they come kicking up out of the water, and you don't ever see them again because they didn't die. Burial and water is for a dead man or a dead woman. If you really understand about water baptism, that it is. It's the laying down of the old man. So when you rise out of there, if you're going to be a martyr or be a witness for Jesus, hallelujah. You laid your life down. You laid it down. All your wills, all your opinions, everything about you, Amen. You're going you're gonna to follow him. So my life is a witness. All these things. And let me say this again. We've got to be Christ-like example for others through our conduct, our behavior. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27. Only let your what conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Now we all we, we get so used to saying, well, you know, I'm just I'm just not worthy that the Lord should have died for me. I'm just not worthy that he should have suffered. That's true. But guess what? Since he did. And since you did accept his sacrifice, since you did accept his martyrdom for your salvation, amen, then you've got an obligation that your conduct from that day on is going to be worthy. Hallelujah. Amen. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Let me say this. Even though God called me and He qualified me, you hear people say when God calls, He qualifies. I'll go along with that and I'll accept that to a point. I believe what you're saying there. But even though He called me and He qualified me, I can disqualify myself from being able to come up here and do what I'm doing right now by my conduct. That's, that's one thing that's a problem with this world. You know, we uh, 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 people, they don't think that they're responsible for their conduct anymore. They think that they can do anything without consequences. But God says, oh yes, there's consequences. We might get by with it down here by man, but we're not going to get by with it for God. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. I leave here this morning. And uh, uh, one day this coming week, somebody goes out and they sees Pastor Sammy uh, uh, out in a beer tavern, drunker than a skunk. 
uh, we got we got people in this congregation should make an investigate that. And if it's proven true, then you need to be we need to be having a meeting. You say, uh, Brother Sammy, you're just not qualified to be doing what you're doing again. You're going to have to. Now, this don't, this don't mean that I, I, you know, I can't make things right with God. But until I do, I need to sit down and shut up. Hey, I'm giving you just good, plain old gospel truth teaching this morning that you don't see much or hear much anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, uh, let me finish reading that. Um, so that with all I come to see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit and with one mind serving together for the faith of the gospel. That goes back to uh, those Israelites. They, they come together. They strove together for everybody to get their part of the promised land. Hebrews chapter 13. I got to move on. Verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not going to linger on this, but I'm going to tell you this, folks. This is what God put in my spirit. It's not a good witness that the Lord is your God if your family and neighbors send you, see you spending your time on the job trying to make another buck than being in the house of God on Sundays. Not that you can't make it on what you're doing right now, but the devil's got that. Man, I got to work seven days a week and twice on Sunday. What kind of witness is that? They don't ever see you in the house of God. Every time they see you, you always got your work britches on. You want to wear your work britches? Wear them to church. Let's have service. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop and think about it. Let your conduct, we're still talking about conduct, see, be without covenant. See, we're always trying to, to achieve more and to do more, have a better car or bigger house or better clothes and all that. And that's the devil putting that stuff in your mind. That's the same kind of stuff that the world seeks after. But you're a child of God, and you need to be a witness and let the world see that the Lord is your God not the almighty dollar. Because you can't, Jesus says you can't serve God and mammon, which is money. Hallelujah. Another place Paul said, be content. Well, he, did, he said right there, be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't worry about tomorrow. What you're going to put on, what you're going to eat, what you're going Because the Bible said the Lord knows you've got need of these things before you even ask Him. It all boils down to priorities in our life. And you can tell a lot of times. A lot of times we, want, we like to soothe ourselves by thinking, well, all of my problems are caused by the devil just fighting me. But the devil ain't fighting us all the time. We bring a lot of stuff on ourselves. We don't want to admit it. We don't want uh, to think about it. But see, God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. 
And God has proven that to me in my life. I've not got everything that I wanted, but God let me know that I didn't need everything I wanted. Huh? Hallelujah. Glory to God. That Ford out there can get me just as far as I want to go if a Cadillac or a Lexus. Maybe I'd like to have a Cadillac or a Lexus. Hallelujah. Maybe I need to start praying, let God let some of y'all win the lottery so you can get past your tires and I'll buy me one. Hallelujah. But you know what? As long as long it keeps putting on down the road, I'm going to keep putting for Jesus. Hallelujah. And I, 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 want, I want my conduct to be a witness. Amen. That, hey, money is not what this thing's about. Amen. I'm not in this thing for the money. I'm not here for the money. I'm here for the furtherance of the gospel. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. It's not a good witness on these things. And one of the greatest witnesses that the Lord is your God is your concern. Now, maybe some people followed me all the way up to this point, but right now there are going to be some folks fall off the wagon. But one of the greatest witnesses that the Lord is your God is your concern for holiness in your conduct. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Beloved. Beloved. That's the family of God. That's, that's, that's Christians he's writing to. I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims Abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. Mm. Having your, there's that word again, conduct honorable among the Gentiles. Do you know that we're supposed to live good among them that are without? Hey, we all have bad days. But we shouldn't constantly let people who are lost see our bad days. Hmm? I, I worked with a guy for two and a half, three years uh, in a garage. There's two of us did mechanic work. And I've I, 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 I probably shared this before and uh, he didn't have, he didn't think much about when I first started working, but he didn't think much about Christians. And uh, we worked day in and day out. And uh, I'll give you just one example. Uh, I was in one, one stall, had a car up, I was under it. I had just bought an air ratchet. And I hadn't got used to how to use that bad boy. You put that air and that air pressure to it and you hit that button. If you don't hold on, that thing's going to take you for a ride. And man, it's going to pile right up against the frame or something. It's going to do some uh, some painting. Amen? And uh, so here I go, you know, and I, I want to try this thing out, and I put that on everything, and boy, that thing hit me, boy, and I got hit up and caught. And, I mean, I couldn't get the thing released to get myself free. And he was over there in the other bay, bay and uh, he, he, he was watching all this stuff. He said, go ahead, preacher, say it. You're thinking it. I said, all right, I'll Thank you, thank you, Jesus. 
You telling me that them one of them three or four letter words didn't come in your mind when you mashed them fingers like that? I said at one time they would have, but thank God I have grown enough that I don't have to worry about that no longer. And in, in about a year, my dad passed away. And uh, we was there at the funeral home um, welcoming people to come in. And I looked, and there, there he came, dressed up in a suit with his wife. And when they walked up to me, his wife, and I had never met her before, never spoke to her before, looked at me, she says, she said, I don't know what effect, I don't know what you've done to affect my husband so much, but seeing him come here like this to respect you and get cleaned up like he did says you have to did something. What kind of weakness, folks? Don't if you don't think people's not watching you, they're watching you. They're listening to you. And we have to be careful. Our conduct needs to be holy. Amen. Amen. By your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Hallelujah. We've got to be that witness. Standing as a witness of God will give you confidence and power. It means that you are living as the Savior would have you to live. If you are striving to be a witness of God, stand tall and remember that the Lord has promised eternal life to those who faithfully witness for Him. The last point. My devotions are a witness that the Lord is my God. <coughs> what are you devoted to? What are you devoted to? My devotions are a witness. I can't finish this message without asking. What are your devotions in life? What do you spend the most time on, the most energy, and even the most money? What is your witness to the world that the Lord is your God? People can easily tell who or what you serve by the things you are devoted to. Amen? Remember, Jesus said, where your treasure is, what? There your heart will be off. Now, some people overlook something right there. They think Jesus was just talking about money. But he wasn't just talking about money when he said where your treasure is. When he said where your treasure is, what he's referring to is what 
is valuable to you? What is the most valuable to you? Jesus says those things that you feel like is most valuable, that is for your heart. And your heart is is not the, the muscle that pumps the blood. But your your love and your affections. Whatever that's most valuable to you, that's where your affections is going to be. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Church, earthly pursuits such as sports and other entertainments, they're fine in their place. And nowadays, mm, social media takes more attention than anything else. Amen. Consuming hours of your time. It's like a drug with chains that won't let go. So if you're risen with Christ, let your devotion show it. What are you devoted to? Hallelujah. Now, I carry on all the time with Sister Angie. And I really don't want to admit, uh, admit this because she's probably watching. She's home today. But I carry on with her, you know, about Tennessee, Big Orange, and all that. But, hey, I'm not devoted. That's not where my devotion is. Matter of fact, unless somebody, unless somebody would buy me a ticket, To a home game, I would never drive to Knoxville to see one. Because my devotion is not that. Amen. But guess what? I would drive to Knoxville to be in a good Holy Ghost meeting. Whether or not somebody pays my way or not. Huh? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. Yeah, I, I like to watch them, and man, I, I like to cheer when they get a, get a touchdown and all that. But like I said, I, my devotion is not there. My heart is not there. My affection is not there. Hallelujah. Stopping, I mean, this can go a hundred different ways that people have their devotions to this and to that. And these things I talked about, they're not sinful and wrong in themselves. I know some people get bent out of shape and they think, well, you know, your Christian shouldn't go to any kind of sporting events. I mean, I, uh, I'm not into that kind of stuff. That ain't what the Bible teaches. It ain't got nothing to do with holiness and all, and all that stuff. But I can't, there's a lot of things that might be right, but you can make them wrong by how you treat them. Hello, somebody. Amen. So, all of this stuff, and I'm going to close by, I want to read this scripture, Colossians 3, 1 1 and 2, in the message translation. 
Now, this is the same scripture in the message translation. And I guess that's what it boils all down to. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Woo! Huh? That's, yeah, that's the same scripture I read a few minutes ago in Colossians. Set your affections on things above and not on things beneath. And we all, we, we, we can always come up with some kind of excuse, you know. But it says right here, if you're really serious, if you're really going to be a good witness for Jesus, if you're serious about living this new resurrected life of Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, <laughs> eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Woo! My, 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 my. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. <laughs> oh, my. That's where that... Look up. Set your love toward, be devoted, amen, to Jesus. Because if you're a child of God, that's where the action is. Glory to God. Amen. I hope that the Holy Spirit will work in our heart and life and bring this word back to you this afternoon, tonight, and the week to come but is your life what witness are you showing that the Lord is your God how are you portraying that to the world it's important it's important and I'm going to go back to the keyboard and we're going to do a course let's all stand together God is dealing with you you come to these altars and somebody will pray with you. You need a prayer in your body. And in just a minute, we're going to know a prayer cloth, Brother Randy. But let's, let's act. I believe if we'll act, God will do something. I believe God wants to confirm his word today if we would just obey him. Hallelujah. Keyboard is dead. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw. Oh.
Lord, come on, help us pray. Glory, thank you, Lord, right now. Yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Right now, Lord, touch, Lord, right now, deliver. Hallelujah. Glory. We need to claim these things in Jesus' name. Um, we need to uh, need to pray for uh, Sister Leanne. As I told the people Wednesday night, ever since she come back to God, started living for the Lord, trying. Filled with the Holy Ghost that Sunday right over there. The devil has fought her every kind of way. You know, she just got over COVID, and now she's got pneumonia. And um, let's, uh, we're going to pray for her when we have our closing prayer. We need to pray for Sister Angie. She is sick, but she needs a financial miracle uh, to be able to have the money to fix her car. Uh, and um, let's pray for for that uh, miracle right now. God, as we, we talked about, God knows what we have need of, folks. And don't be afraid and don't be ashamed to ask God for anything that you need. He's your heavenly Father. Amen. And He cares about the things that you care about. Amen. I don't think that there's a natural father among us who wouldn't uh, give or do anything for the children. How much more? Well, Jesus said that himself. He said, uh, 
uh, he said, if, if your child asks, is hungry and asks for bread, would you give him a stone? Amen. He said, and you, you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father? Amen. Brother, you got a scripture in mind, Lord, did you? I seen you. Hallelujah. We got anybody to believe God can do that? Hallelujah. Amen. Let's uh, let's join in prayer right now for this one and these others I mentioned, and um, also those that uh, that need to fully commit themselves unto God. Don't forget them as well. So let's pray right now, Father. We come to you, Lord. We hear this heart-wrenching story right now in Jesus' name of this one with this cancer, stage four. God, she knows that, God, you can heal and will heal. And we're speaking it right now. We're speaking healing. Lord, I speak life. I speak life. I speak life in Jesus' name that she shall live and not die. She shall live and not die, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, Lord. And for these others, God, that's battling things, God, we bring them before the throne of grace. And those, God, who's not fully committed unto you, I pray, God, that they will make their minds and come to you right now in the holy, blessed name of Jesus. Watch over everyone. Keep us till it's time to meet again. In Jesus' mighty name, let the church say, God bless you. We love you. Remember Wednesday night Bible study. Hallelujah.